week on GameSpot After Dark, I'm joined by Tamur Hussein, Michael Hyam, and Ben Janker to talk all about the brand new Final Fantasy XIV update, the new Nindies event, and the halcyon days of our summer gaming. Hello, everyone, and welcome to GameSpot After Dark, episode 89. I'm your host, Lucy James, and joining me this week, we've got Michael Hyam. What it do, baby? Ben Janka. Hello. And Tamo Hussein. Hi. Still here. <laughs> so, <that laughs> I was sure a, hope you are. I was going to say that was all the energy of like an I lived bitch. Yeah, it is. Like despite its best attempts, 2021 has not taken me out yet. I mean, what best? Give it time. I was going to say, give it time. We're barely halfway through the year, man. Yeah. However. How's, how's Ramadan treating, treating yeah, you? Yeah, how's, how's it going? Uh, it's, it's it's difficult, but it's it's easier than previous years. So last two or three years have been very long. If I remember correctly, they were like 19-hour fasts. This time, it's considerably less. I think it's like 15. Like um, So like from about 4, 4 a.m. in the morning to about 7.45 currently. Um, it is... I'm, I'm wondering like what day, day... This is the first week of it. Mm-hmm. So my body is still very much getting used to it um i do have moments where i'm like i feel like absolute refried ass but (laughs) i know and i know that all it will take to fix this feeling is a glass of water and then i'm like but dang i can't have that glass of water but then you go but then you go you know what who else can't have glasses of water people in certain life situations where they can't access this kind of food easily and water easily and this is what they have to deal with every day so you have to do it for one month suck it up and now that you've in that moment like you you think that thought process and then you appreciate not only glasses of water but being able to have it anytime and then you're like you know what i'm gonna donate to charity a bit oh. so, damn look at that the system works I was going to say, because I mean, I've obviously been friends with you for a very long time and worked with you. And I do remember a couple of times Ramadan has happened over E3, Mm. which I can't even imagine how difficult that would have been. Yeah, I I will freely admit that there were days during the E3, like Ramadans, where I was like, I don't think I can do it today. Because it was, and it was usually one of the days when it was like you're on stage for like six hours in a row and mm. you've got the lights blaring at you and you're like, you're interviewing a CEO of company. And if your brain <laughs> is just like not working and you're like sweating and you're, it's like genuinely can feel dangerous at times. Yeah. So there's been a few times where I've been like, you know what, for my own safety and for like my function, I might just pass on this one. Um, a lot of people don't really realize that um, it is for self-betterment and you are like exempt in so many different scenarios. If you're like elderly, if you're, you know, ill in any way that could be physical, mental, um, or if you're just not feeling too good, like you can opt not to do it and there are ways to make up for it later. So, um, yeah, it, it, it feels a little, whenever people ask about it, they feel like, oh, that seems harsh. Well, yeah, it kind of seems seem can be harsh but also it's for your own self-growth and you can choose not to do it if you're not feeling great yeah well happy ramadan to those who are uh, participating and celebrating um oh go ahead mubarak to everyone hell yeah holla all right shall we talk about what we've been playing 
Um, Michael, let's start with you. I, imagine, oh, I was going to say, snap. imagine you and Ben have been playing the same thing. Oh, oh. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I hit them folk for those who aren't watching the video version. Actually, there is no video version. So uh, I hit them folk for the folk playing Final Fantasy XIV. Oh, my God, Ben. We got it's the, so good. We got the major patch drop. Yo, it's so fucking wild. Like the day a major, like a point something patch drops in Final Fantasy XIV, everyone's hyped up everyone's on twitter like yo yo we getting hype we getting hype yo it's like you ever been to a, like a punk or a metal show and then you're just like the f- the five minutes before like the the headliner comes on and everyone's like like saying the band's name and just like yo we're getting hyped up getting sweaty like oh we're about to open up this fucking pit bam 3 a.m pacific time the pit opens up everyone's in let's fucking go uh so that's what it feels like to be a final fantasy 14 stand uh, on patch day so uh man it's it's good though i think um like the the new dungeon is fucking dope speaking of opening up the pit the song in the new dungeon is like it it, it almost starts with like a uh like a like a doom kind of vibe to it it's got like heavy guitars and uh and then it com- comes in with like uh some sitar so it's like sounds a little ethnic you know what i'm saying because then it's like <laughs> you know hey you know just uh shouts out to all my uh ethnic folks out there <laughs> oh man including myself uh so uh, in case folks uh well they can't see me uh, but anyway uh, you can't cancel michael uh, you can't uh, i'm immune uh in certain cases but anyway this this dungeon's fire though like uh i can't talk i don't i don't want to there's there are folks who listen to this podcast who are avid uh, 14 players and some who've actually uh started so I don't want to like talk about story specific stuff, but it is very good. And like the lead up to it, there's a lot of cutscenes, and because you know we love them cutscenes, and there's a lot of like implications and tying up old story threads, which I think happened a little quick. But there's a there's a great sense of urgency in the current world of Final Fantasy XIV. So it's uh, I I uh, kind of attribute it to that. Uh, to where like oh things are happening fast it's kind of weird oh all of a sudden we got solutions for this thing and that thing but it's like yo the, the fucking world's about to end so uh let's get some shit done uh so that's kind of what's happening there we also did the near raid the the near the third the final the final part to the near automata series alliance raid in final fantasy 14 man that shit is fucking good too because here's the thing it's not like the lead up has been kind of like a a sort of side story for near automata but this last one is like straight up <laughs> like marketing for real re- near replicant <laughs> like th- this this uh this latest um um uh raid part uh is heavy on near replicant and i have been playing near replicant so mm-hmm. i uh i get all the references i'm like oh shit this is this is so cool that i'm like literally playing that game right now and i'm seeing all of it all of it represented in final fantasy 14 i'm like yo who the yeah, like Yoko Taro and Naoki Yoshida are like in a room laughing like, ah, this dude, Michael Hyde, yo, we got his back. We, we're going to hit him like we're going to fucking double whammy uh, with the, with this shit. So it's it's really it's really cool. And like so there's there are bosses in that raid where the mechanics represent what the bosses do in your replicant. So I, when I was doing my first run, I was like, I know this mechanic. I know what the bosses are doing here. So then when I'm when in the raid, I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm going to do, oh, I already know, I already know what to do. And it's like, I'm playing a completely different game and I already know what to do because I played the, play the, the source material. Man, it's just, mm. and it's like, oh my God, the, Ben, the, you got it. I'm going to let you. Like, well, 
even even beyond because you're you're talking about how you've been playing Replicant and, and everything else, and it's been been kind of trailing through with uh, Automata all the way through. Mm-hmm. It actually has a bunch of Dragon Guard stuff in it too. The the literal Big end facts. boss is like it's the same setup as the end of Dragon Guard. Like, ah, oh, you spoiled the, it. Like, it's it's just <laughs> who who played Dragon Guard. I feel like I, more I think people I probably played should. God. I'm pretty sure I have uh, played yeah. Dragon God. I want to now. One of the endings, you keep it kind yeah. of uh, up, up in the air. Sure, there, um, you, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's it's impressive that like through this whole thing, the the big thing is definitely the music because you're you got music from oh, Ziv, which God. is fantastic. You got music from from the Near Games, which is fantastic. And they, they, I felt like they kind of just went all out right from the beginning and did Way to the World mixed with the Prelude from Final Fantasy. But they've somehow found a way to outdo themselves with the one for the last boss in this one. It and it also pulls from Final Fantasy, the whole series, uh, Dragon Guard and Near, like all mixed up together in one yeah. song. It's it, nuts. It's uh, I, I don't wanna I don't wanna say exactly what yeah. song plays, but Ben, you you were, you've been watching me stream Near, the original mm-hmm. Near. So you're familiar with I'm just gonna say yeah. you're familiar with that song. And yeah. for me, when it played, I like I literally like I sunk into my seat like obviously uh, okay, you're not y'all on video, but I like sunk into my seat like <laughs> uh, and I was just like I tried so because that that last boss fight is wild. There's, There's a so lot of fucking mechanics. Uh and the, like Final Fantasy 14 does this a lot where they introduce you to mechanics and as the fight goes on, they keep layering them on, so then you juggle basically every mechanic that you've seen in that fight towards the end of it. And I don't know. I was in the I was in the motherfucking zone because I was like, okay, um, the color attacks this way. I got to face that way, and then the trains come in this way. But then, like, oh, I'm getting getting targeted, and I got to get away from the group. And then, what's that set there? Well, I got to avoid the AOEs. I'm like, I'm like, I, I, I'm not even thinking. I'm just reacting to what I'm seeing on screen. It's a uh, man. Are you playing alone? No, this is well. I'm playing with. I was playing with You're random. Doing- random okay. players say so a random right yeah because you have to for that for all the near series you have to play with a, 20, a group of 24 See, i was supposed to take michael with me but then our whole group was like nah we're all down to play today and then i abandoned my boy like the worst person <gasps> ever wow. i've abandoned my boy yeah uh, i hate to see it Love um, i really hate to see it for people who might be just starting final fantasy uh starting ziv there's no like timer on that event, is there? It's just there forever. It's there right? forever. Always oh, there. Okay. It's a it's a whole quest line. So, whenever you get around to it, it'll be there for you. Uh, it is it is the Shadowbringers main alliance raid set because each mm-hmm. each expansion has its own like twenty four man raid set and like uh, the one for so Stormblood was all the evilly stuff mm-hmm. that had to do with tactics in Final Fantasy twelve. So you literally go back to Robin Oster and all that, and you get to see all those people. Yeah. Fran shows up. Like, yeah. Oh, your boy, uh, yeah. Your boy, uh, Ram, Ram, yeah. Ramza. Yeah, he's, he's uh, there. Ramza uh, is there, man. And, and all uh, that stuff face? is there always. <sighs> yeah. Guys. And like... uh, d- 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 delete this. D- d- delita. <laughs> delete <Whatever>. this. <laughs> <laughs> That's his name, right? Fuck, I forgot. <laughs> like, 14 is that game that, because... I obviously work with you and and see you all post about it all the time and just see how much everyone loves it is the game that I am so like I really really want to dip my toe into but it just seems very very um intimidating because I've never played an MMO before like yeah, that. Yeah, I I, I should, tried you know. wow but it wasn't yeah, for me I, I definitely um, feel you on that 
But would you how would would you recommend like it would be fine for me to just like I've played a lot of Final Fantasy. Is that okay for me to just go in? Yeah, yeah. There, there's um there's an article on GameSpot.com uh, <laughs> called uh, "You Should You Should Be Playing Final Fantasy XIV uh, Starter's Guide," something like that. I think it pops it. I think it's like the top search thing in SEO when you search um, "Beginner's Guide Final Fantasy XIV." Oh, yeah. But uh, you should definitely peep that. Um, I think that. I've read yeah, that. I genuinely oh, think like... I've read it, but it's like it's still very intimidating like do i yeah. do i need it do i need it do i need friends to no you, you, so, no you, so i did not <laughs> here's here's what you should know lucy the the first like we've said this before the first uh kind of expansion realm reborn the vanilla stuff is it's dry as fuck it's not it's not fun um everyone everyone kind of accepts that yeah. keep it real what will what will what makes it good is it's a podcast Gotcha. that's a that's a 30 hour podcast game um as someone who's done it twice and is now in there like uh, halfway through the second run of a realm reborn or something like that oh did you get screwed um, by square enix yeah i got screwed by square enix uh, so like i had to do it the second time it's a very good podcast game mm-hmm. what i do is i've mapped every command that i need to like my mouse I've got a mouse with loads of buttons, a and then like mouse. I'm I'm playing basically playing one-handed, and then on my other hand I'm like just on my phone or whatever. Wow. That's the way or, do like, it. I can wow. I can Can't have even... like a second you... monitor. Not even paying Get attention of, to Raubon. Oh. MMO mice, and you just Holy that's, that's shit. Uh, I can't play MMOs without that. That's the only mouse I'll ever use. It's a it's like, a Naga. Hiam is right. You probably won't be paying a lot of attention, but then I never said that. How much how much is there to care about in that because there is not a lot so, to care about in that first here, expansion. Here's the any, thing: any, about, any, anything that's oh, voiced, pay attention to it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, 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 uh, yeah, yeah. The thing about A Realm Reborn is it's very dry, and you're getting introduced to all the characters, and it's in that moment of going through A Realm Reborn, you're like, "Oh God, Thancred's doing whatever he's doing. I guess cool." Yeah. It's it's when you get to the the like heaven's ward and 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 stormblood where you have that background on those characters that it kind of comes around and you're glad that you sort of picked up on it yeah it's it's all late payoff which really sucks to say all the time but it's at least streamlined now yeah you get that burn and like i said it's streamlined but so i i would probably is it if can i log into my account and play it on playstation if I'm yes. playing it. Yeah. <laughs> what? Uh, maybe. Well, maybe. maybe. Oh. Who knows? That's not so for me to decide. You can as long as you rebuy the game on the other console because you need to have licenses for the game yes. on both places where you're playing. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah. So that's not like, you know, I, I would be stuck to PC or something if I... Because yeah. no, I, no, no. I, I think I have 14 from... Well, when years you, ago, but I don't think I'll have all the expansions. When you download the client on uh, PS4, it asks you to log in as if you're opening a PC client, and then gotcha. you do that, and then it loads up the game. Uh, but yeah, like Ben says, as long as you have a license for the uh, PS4, uh, or what, like when you buy the PS, or when you get the PS4 version or PlayStation version, because now there's a PS5 beta, yeah. which I should I should also mention, um, published on GameSpot.com, just freshly off the hot off the press is my impressions of it, but. Um, yeah, it's it'll just be like okay, you're gonna you buy buy it on P- the PlayStation Store and then you log into your account the first time. It's like, do you want to tie your Square Enix account to this PSN account? Oh, you got that on your PSN account. Cool. Now you go play the game. 
That's how it's supposed to go, but that's, you know, Square Enix account is wild. Account and that's, stuff is, I know yeah. how it goes. Yo, Tam knows all about that I shit. Ha- I have a PlayStation 4 uh, account for Final Fantasy that I cannot and they access. Said, they said they you thought. Like, no, <laughs> you cannot have that account. And, then, uh, uh, if, and if you make an account on the PlayStation, I've mentioned this before, but it basically ties it to your... It doesn't create an account. It, it, it ties it to your PlayStation profile. So you cannot make another account because you are allowed to have one account tied to that. Yes. So if you're like me, where you get locked out of it because of some nonsense on Square Enix's side, you cannot create a second console account. To be honest, I feel like we have this conversation every time yeah. we talk about Final yeah, Fantasy fourteen. So yeah. I'm kind of I'm kind of tired of it. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. I like. I think. I think like. Uh, I'm hoping that the PlayStation Five version is is good. So then, because I'm gonna. Yeah, I'm you should you should uh, you should that. keep the article on GameSpot.com. Um, there's um, you know, hot off the presses. Yo, PS5 version is fire. That's, that's there's some good gameplay videos if you want to see how it runs now. Yeah, too. Hey, yeah. Yeah. Phil, I mean, Phil, you know? it looks good in beta, but I'm waiting for it to kind of like I, I want that final word to be like now it's worth going through the hassle of sorting. Yeah. this playstation uh, the, the the way that well, go ahead man i, I was gonna know, say i also want to talk about some of like the dumb things that they did in there that they didn't need to do but i kind of like weirdly appreciate because everyone knows like the the dual sense controllers are like these weird neat things and they, they do stuff with the rumble and all that they made different rumble patterns for every mount you ride for every mount <laughs> yo every mount so feels different in the way that it like steps or flies you Any, can feel the wings flap on, on the side of the controllers walking on different terrain with your feet makes the controller rumble differently and i'm like you guys you, you could literally spend time making <laughs> anything for this and you decided to make dirt feel different from walking on a sidewalk for me and to uh, be fair though like given i think the difference is when you play games like astro and um spider-man and miles morales and then you go to like another triple a game like something like cyberpunk where they've done nothing for the dual send stuff i really appreciate that because the difference is so huge mm-hmm. and so i'm i'm down for that i love that is that's a level of intricacy that i am here for yeah yeah ps5 version is is pretty good and basically the way it works is like it's called a beta but really what it is is it's a um it's just uh it's it's like a like an early version of what because they they said if everything goes smoothly we're just going to roll the beta into a full service game and that's that on that and we'll have subsequent patches to like improve things here or there if hiccups occur but like right now i mean i played all day yesterday on ps5 I'm like yeah this shit's this shit's fire like there, there's performance hiccups and i think that that's what they want to do is like do further optimizations but right now it's like yo this is this is dope it's it's gr- like Beta, that's the full game. There's there's no they're just calling it beta, just like, you know, be um careful with it in case something does happen. Yeah. But basically it's like, oh, we have a PS5 version of the game now. Cool. That's 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 basically I wrote a thousand words just basically <laughs> saying that. Uh, also, it's um, wild that uh we got our first uh like UI update for the game too, in terms of like resolution. So that game is so old for everything. So that game oh, is so really old this. that all of the assets for it were meant to be displayed on like a 720p output. Yeah. Whoa. So if so, yesterday when we all logged in, uh, the font that was used for like player names was finally being displayed in like the proper resolution ratio. Oh shit! So it was super know. thin and kind of hard to read for people because it wasn't as blurry and, and thick anymore, which is wild to me. But 
Uh, yeah, the high resolution stuff for the UI is neat. And apparently they're going to start updating old textures too, I read somewhere. Yes. Oh, which hell is great. Because yeah. older gear, uh, if you get real close to it, looks kind of gross sometimes. Mm. Yeah. I was looking I was looking yeah. at some of uh, Raubon's, um his getup. I'm like, dog, you need to update your fucking, yeah, right? your, your, your cape. You get that high resolution texture pack. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Final Fantasy is uh, fucking dope, man. Yeah, I'm... I don't know, man. That that new. I'm still thinking about that new near raid, man. Because there's a whole story that is, that's a tie that's tied to it. It's not just like, oh, go into this dungeon, like cool shit happens. You see two B and you see nine S. Um, there's a story a tied to. There's a story tied to it that's actually in universe. Mm-hmm. So it's not just like this wild near thing that happens. Um, and low key, I'm like, yo, this is fucking like kind of sad. Because <laughs> uh, the, the 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 dwarves in uh, in like the Shadowbringers universe, they're so cute. They're like they're they're very uh they're very expressive. They're they're adorable, like the way they talk, the way they interact with each other, the way they talk to you. It's like, oh, they're kind of they're really endearing. Um, but there's this whole arc about sacrifice and um like building a village and building a community that's that kind of contextualizes the the near story. And I'm not gonna say this is a spoiler, but there is a wild motherfucking parallel. If you played if you played near Rupkin, if you played near Automata, and you play this raid, there is a huge parallel between two of the key characters in the final fantasy 14 universe that parallel to major characters in the near universe and when i hit that revelation i was like you motherfuckers oh my god oh it's just oh. okay anyway that's 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 it's, that's it on so that. we haven't even talked about the flip it the end of the, the final fantasy 7 weapons too because they added the last one of those in there oh shit i didn't know that Oh yeah! Oh, oh, diamond diamond. oh yeah! yeah. Never mind. I, I know what you're the whole about. Evangelion storyline, the Gundam storyline, the Gundam storyline. Uh, it's oh Gundam. God. It's Evangelion. It's also yeah. Final you get Fantasy to pilot a, a literal Gundam uh, for like half of these quests that uh, Sid builds yeah. for you, and and it, it, it ties back to a, an OG villain from the base game. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Uh, and it's just like how like uh, and like the whole thing about five point five is tying up old story threads mm-hmm. uh, or bringing back a lot of things that haven't been resolved and then resolving them mm-hmm. so but yeah th- this patch is ha- like the first part of the whole tie that goes into the next uh expansion pack so late may i assume the week after final fantasy for uh the final fantasy fa- fan festival mm-hmm. uh they're gonna launch the part two 5.5 part two which is going to finalize the story and it's gonna be it's gonna be wild because i've played final fantasy 14 for a bit over over two years at this point but it's all been contextualized in Shadowbringers, which is yeah. what is the current expansion like i was playing leading up to it it came and i covered it and i did it all like i love this game i feel like i've been playing it for 10 years but i've only like Shadowbringers is the thing that 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 hooked me in so to leave it behind is going to be a really weird feeling but um yeah great 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 game and i kind of already talked about near replicant because you can check out my preview. I've been um, reviews coming soon. I can say that, but uh, I can't talk any more than already what I already did in the preview. But boy, oh my! If y'all, I just want to say, like, if y'all fuck with near automata, um, near up against starts slow. Uh, it's very much a 2010 game. I've said as much in my preview, but uh, at least for me, I approach it not necessarily for the gameplay thrills. Uh, I'm here. I pull up. It's like, hey. I'm here to cry, dog. Like, let's get it. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm uh, ready to just openly weep as soon as I hear any of the songs on that soundtrack again. I'm yeah. there for Grimoire Vice and Grimoire Grim- Vice. Grimoire, yeah. There you hey, go. Hey, 
I've been playing the OG one on PS3, sponsored by Tam. Hashtag lad. You know the vibes. Know <laughs> the vibes. Um, but yeah, was... it's yeah, it's hits me. Damn. Whenever, whenever, whenever I feel some type of way, like I'm I'm sad about something, whatever, I I pop into near replicant. I'm like, this is it. It feels like I'm letting a, a lot of stuff off my chest. I'm like a lot of things are off my shoulders because I'm like playing this game where everything's so grim and sad where. It's like I fuck I feel y'all. Like I'm I'm here with y'all. Like just fuck me up, fam. Like that that's the vibe right there. You go into that shit and like, hey, all right, all Grimoire Vice, Kaine is my girl. Yo, Yona, I'm gonna save Yona. This is gonna be tight. Uh Emil, that's my boy. And it's like, all right, now just fuck up my feelings. That's uh that's that's my preview of Near Replicant. Just enveloped in feelings. Yep. Ben, what else have you been playing except for Fan Fantasy? Oh, uh, besides Final Fantasy, I, I finally played a game called Before Your Eyes. Which I don't know if any of you guys have heard about it at all. I've heard a little bit about it on uh, some hubbub on Twitter. Yeah, it's uh, so it's it's there's like this is a, a game you could play on like a browser or something a long time ago. And they decided to take the, the concept of it and apply it to like a full game. And it basically the concept of it is you're a person who's recently passed away and you have to uh, get ferried away to wherever you're you're headed in like your your afterlife, and mm-hmm. the person running the ship forces you to look back on the life that you led, so that they can tell the gatekeeper a story to convince them to let you onto the good area of that. And so the idea is, you play through these or you, these moments play out, and every time you have to play it with your webcam, and every time you blink, the moment's over, and it moves on to the next one. Whoa. So like, it'll it'll play like a, a real like sad moment in in your life with your family where like your your parents are upset because they can't make ends meet and they're trying to like feed you and they're not trying to let you know because you're a little kid and you'll you'll blink and then all of a sudden you'll be at the point where you're you're sitting at the beach after you've snuck out with your first love you ever had and you're like I don't want to blink for this because I want to like see all the good stuff but you you can't like keep your eyes open mm. and it's interesting because it's, it's a very emotional game and the fact that they're forcing you to keep your eyes open already makes your eyes water yeah. <laughs> and so your eyes are already watering because you want to see these good moments play out and then you just like as as the game goes on you kind of learn like a weird twist to it and you see a whole bunch of other stuff it's i don't want to ruin it for anyone it's only like an hour and a half long and it's like ten dollars on steam but uh, I'd highly recommend it if you have like an afternoon where you don't have anything else afterwards, because it'll totally kind of throw off your day a bit, maybe. Oh, shit. But it's it was it was really, really good and really, really emotional. And I, I kind of like that idea of like moments can be gone at any moment and you've got to sit there and kind of enjoy them while they're there. Oh, don't shit. blink. I mean, yeah, the yeah. blinking thing is the thing that's really just adds a whole other level to it yeah there because... there were so many moments where i just get i, I was literally upset at myself because I, I was like there there's one where you get a really good letter from the person that you're in a relationship with and the, i got like a moment of relief for the character which made me automatically blink before i could read the second half of the letter and i was upset at myself it was basically them being like hey i like you too i feel the same way but and then it had like all this other stuff and I never saw it. Oh, hate Whoa. to hate to not see it. <laughs> yeah, surely. It's jeez, that sounds it's, really cool. 
yeah, it's it's real interesting, and I'd, I'd recommend it to anyone who's who's uh, who's kind of into that stuff. Yeah, I, I feel like I, I've I've said as much before, but I'm very uh, selective when I play games now. I feel like I'm I'm too old to be to uh, gamble on my time. I guess uh, like there's a lot of games that uh, seem interesting, but honestly, at at this point in my life, I'm like I need to have a sure fucking bet that what I'm gonna spend time with is going to pay off. Uh, and I feel like I've I've come to really understand what hits like what my tastes really are and what resonates with me. That thousand percent sounds like some shit. Also, like you said, it's like what two hours max. Yeah, so it's, uh, it's not even that long. Say less. No, oh, it's on Epic Game Store as well. Oh, there yes. you go. Tom, what you been playing? So I have been playing a bunch of things. Um, primarily, I'm gonna speak about the Backbone, which I purchased. Um, if for those unfamiliar with the backbone it's basically a little controller that you jam your iphone into so you can play your video games on it and it's really good yeah it's super good like everyone anyone who's mentioned it on twitter has said nothing but good things about it yeah it is so it's good so i've I've got mine here like it's really small really simple design elegantly designed and like it's real good to play games on the ios so i've been digging into a bunch of games i bought it for fantasian yeah Um, fantasian gang yeah, so because I, I bought it primarily for that because I was like, I need it's a it's a Gooch game, so I gotta check it out. Shout um, out to the Gooch. Also, is. you should Gooch. check out that my interview with the Gooch on yep, GameSpot.com. You know yeah. the vibes. Yeah, um, and also the Platinum game, World of Demons, I think it's called, yeah. which is um, I played a bit of that and it's been fun. Um, where it really shines though is when you use the uh, I, I, iPhone to kind of do remote play on PlayStation and stuff ah. like that. Hmm. Because then you can play like something like a Persona, or you can even play you can play most games perfectly fine with it, um, barring any delay. Like if you are used to playing a first-person shooter on controllers, it will feel good. I have no qualms with like I feel confident that if I wanted to internet um connections kind of permitting if i would feel fine about jumping into an overwatch match with this thing wow and that's that's that says a lot about it the only thing that i think is not great is the d-pad it feels like a weirdly squishy at times Mm. it feels like it's designed more to navigate menus than for like precise kind of um uh aiming or anything like that but then the the thumbsticks are super good like so it's really really good um the thing that i'm excited about is like uh having like remote access to xbox games and game pass and that kind of stuff through through the backbone so but the the um the ios has itself um the arcade has got a bunch of games that are real good with controllers like cozy grove cozy grove's great on it and backbone has their own app where you go into there and you can like add games to it and it will also highlight games the actual controller itself has got a bunch of cool features like you can take snapshots and record videos in the same way that you would on a modern controller and also share that stuff to twitter and stuff Mm -hmm. um so it functions like a real good controller like there's a lot of guff out there for buying accessories for um mobile games but this is one that i can like recommend without reservation like don't don't waste your time looking just buy a backbone um and and i know that a bunch of other people have 
I've seen have been playing it and using it. Um, and like Greg, for example. Yeah, Greg loves um, his. Greg kind of funny approved it. Like, uh, I, like I put a picture of it up. And primar- like one of the reasons I bought it was because I heard him talking about it so much. So I was like, I'm going to try it. It's a hundred-ish dollars. So worst case scenario, you know, I just, you know. It's not. I'm not sinking too much money into it. I mean, hundred dollars is a lot of money, but still. Yeah. Damn, um, baller! Oh my god, <laughs> got that saying. that managing editor money. You know what I'm saying? Oh, it's like <laughs> San Francisco. That's two meals. I was gonna oh, say it's, it's been <laughs> Greg posting about it, you now, but also Brian Altano, and so like yep. I, I'm very very interested, and also because we have a big flight next week. That I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm like, cozy, I, cozy Grove is generally the game that's making me want to get it because Cozy Grove is so good, so my shit. Um, I can't remember yeah, if we talked great. about it before. It's basically like an Animal Crossing meets Spiritfarer type situation. Yeah. It's on Apple Arcade and PC and, and Switch too. But like, it's it's kind of, I I don't particularly enjoy the touchscreen part of it yeah. to move around, and so yeah. I was like, what if I got a backbone? I can like if you're gonna get I wouldn't if you've got uh uh two two San Francisco meals worth of money to spend on <laughs> dude on I it, just like, I just spent two San Francisco meals worth on a new suitcase so yeah I would I wouldn't like hesitate like because yeah. I know that it's one of those things where you just it feels good to know that you've got it yeah um and like I've I played a bunch of Cozy Grove as well and I'm excited to check that out on the backbone um but yeah that's 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 been a thing that I've been checking out a lot. Um, I've also been playing a lot of Metal Gear Solid 2. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you have. Because I'm streaming at uh, Twitch.tv for slash more hate. Come Ooh, watch my streams. Look at that plug. Uh, let's go. Uh, but that game is phenomenal. Um, so I, I bought the original GOG version, which is just absolute trash. <laughs> like, it, yeah. like, it runs like yeah. ass. Yeah. Is it similar? Because when I was playing Metal Gear Solid... Yep, it's, 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 it's as the, bad as yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's like re- really weird. But someone in my chat, Trilens, uh, shout out to you, and was like, yo, there's there's this mod out there, try it. And I applied the mod and it makes that game excellent. It introduces like full screen support, wide full screen uh, support. Um, it's got uh, better textures. It's got, uh, it adds in support for DualShock 4 and Xbox One controllers. And now I'm just like having a great time with it. Oh, so yeah. Metal Gear Solid 2 is popping That's up. That's what's great. up. And the last thing I got was the, um, which I highly recommend is they released the Iwata Asks book. Oh. Um, Ask Iwata. Um, words of wisdom from Satoru Iwata, Nintendo's legendary CEO, and I'm not that far into it, but it's really, really, really good, because like they open by saying, you know, Iwata was a person who didn't really like to talk about himself in his interviews, um, and that very much is the case. Like whenever he was talking to anyone, he would be talking about the game itself, and very rarely it would be about um, him. But he had a relationship with. A, a public a website called the Hobo Nikan Itoi Shimbun, which was like uh, just an online publication, and I believe Gunpei Yokoi was involved in that publication. Gunpei Yokoi being, you know, a, a, another legendary Nintendo developer, um, worked on a bunch of devices and software games, and so he would pop up and give interviews to them. Um, and they felt a little more personal. So that site has got probably one of the best collections of personal anecdotes about the life and times of Iwata. Um, and what they've done is they've put together this book that is as much about him as it is about those Iwata asks. So it's a mixture of Iwata asks and Iwata's own personal history. Um, and it's kind of fascinating. And there's like a, 
everyone you know whenever someone dies that's famous and you're like oh that sucks man and it, it can hit different when it's someone that you know it was within the industry and i remember it was a really really like it, there was like a dark cloud over the industry for a while i remember being the office in the office yeah with you that i day. think i wrote the i wrote the obituary yeah. for it um and and it was rough and and reading this book you realize very quickly why it hit people so hard like that dude was I don't know if he's going to ever be recognized as like a genius in the same way that people absolutely throw their toys at the pram about Elon Musk and Steve Jobs and Bill Gates. But for me, he transcends them in so many ways. And the fact that no one talks about him that way, he's just a humble person, says it all. Um, but like I'm reading this book and like tearing up at this, the loss of this Aww. guy who's like clearly he through and through just wanted to make games. And he wanted to make people happy and bring games to as many people. And you realize, like, damn, this dude was, he was like a one of a kind, like once in a lifetime. It's almost like I'm glad that I got to exist at the same time as this guy. Um, and, yes, yeah, I highly recommend reading it. It's just sweet and, and really nice and supports his legacy. So Aww. check Aww. it out. Shouts out to legend. Yeah, yeah, you can buy on Amazon. Rest in peace. Rest in peace to the GOAT. Um, well, I haven't been doing or watching anything new because um i've mostly just been packing um mm. and so the only things i've really done is uh at the weekend i did watch a couple of movies for the first time uh i watched goodfellas which i'd never seen never seen fast times at ridgemont high and i'd never seen the grand budapest hotel so i had like a little weekend where i watched all of them but genuinely the main thing i've been watching and enjoying has been school of rock which I watched again last night because we were in the car on Sunday uh, driving back from uh, the park and we were listening to Immigrant Song by Led Zeppelin. And so then I went on like this little thing where on Monday while I was packing, I was watching Thor Ragnarok. And then on Tuesday, Tuesday while I was packing, I was watching School of Rock. So you can sense the theme here. Mm. Um, thank you to Led Zeppelin. Um, other than that, I have... I've. I'm reading a book. A what? Big for me. Well, I two, just two books. This week. <laughs> I two books, two books book on this podcast. No, so I've been I've been struggling with my reading for a long time, uh, which is weird because I read. I used to be such a voracious reader. Like I used to read so much and so quickly, and then I just really fell off it. And I'm have, I'm struggling with seeing a lot of words on screen or like my kindle or like in in a book uh recently and so i actually started reading one because uh i think it was christine steimer posted um on her insta story she was uh posted a book f from this author uh brandon sanderson um and it was a different book that i remember my sister had read years ago and she really enjoyed it and then the reason i'm bringing this up is because i've never appreciated an author more if you search Brandon Sanderson, you go to his website and like there was literally a landing page that says um, where to start with my books. And it's literally like, if you like fantasy, you should read this. If you don't really like fantasy as much, you should read this. And then he's like given, if you skip down the page, like he gives a little synopsis uh, and then he gives a sample chapter of each one. And so I was just immediately kind of on board with it because I felt like I wasn't you know risking my you know I was actually investing in a purchase that I had read up about a bit and so I started to read Elantris which is 
um, kind of fantasy book, uh, three different points of view. It's about this old society used to be like essentially gods, very beautiful, essentially magical, ethereal beings. And then one day this beautiful society collapses um, and then fast forward a few years and then you have this derelict city and people develop this disease and just get thrown there. But the disease is like, you live forever, but you are essentially dead. So there's a bit in the first chapter where uh, the main character stubs his toe and breaks it and that will never heal. So oh, he's like oh, no. constantly in oh, pain. Perma damage. So it's like perma damage. <laughs> um, but I'm, I'm honestly, I want to bring it up just because um, we are in the middle of a pandemonium, and I don't know. A lot of people seem to be struggling with just like finding stuff to enjoy. But this book is super easy to read, really enjoyable, and I'm kind of blasting through it. And I have you call it a pandemonium. Yeah, <laughs> pandemonium. Pa- pa- pandemi. Pandemi. Yeah. Uh, yeah, a little demi. A little demi. Aww. And so I'm really Just enjoying li- it. As a treat. <laughs> you can have a little pandemi as a treat. Uh, not, no, definitely not, no, as, a not as a treat. Wow, wow. <laughs> oh, shit. That's the thing that gets me canceled. Wow. Spoke oh, it wow. into existence, damn. I hate to see it. And it took 40 minutes, but. So, so, so is, is, uh, I don't know, is it a good read? Like, are you yeah, enjoying it? I'm really enjoying it. And I think it's because it reminds me so much of a book series that I loved as a kid called The Belgariad by David Eddings. Who, mm. the weird thing about David Eddings is um, his cousin is the David Eddings who worked at Gearbox. Oh. Oh, shit. Really? Or at least I think they were related. I want to say they were related. But anyway, I, I used to absolutely love David and Lee Eddings when I was a kid. And this book reminds me a lot of their writing. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm on this this author's website and they've got one... Yeah. Called Steel Heart, which seems interesting. Yeah, because he has like I'm another. A... Um, he has. I can't remember which book it is, or it's a series, and it's like this is my Lord of the Rings meets thing. I was like, okay. He, he also looks like Tim Willits. He does, <laughs> which is uh, upsetting. Wow. Tim, what are you doing? Writing books on the side? You never know. Wow. Uh, so that's what I've been doing. Cool. All right, let's move two, on. Oh. oh, two more things I want to shout out before we move on. Uh, if y'all, anyone listening to this, I know we got we got the audience, you know, fuck with Yakuza and Judgment like that. I've been watching uh, a, t- a, j- a J-drama called Ouroboros. So if y'all fuck with Yakuza or Judgment, check that out. I've been watching it with my girl and that shit is on point. And second thing I want to ask, one sentence, Ben, what's the dopest thing about the diamond weapon fight? Uh, the repurposing of the G-Warrior. Ooh, all right. Ooh, because I haven't played it yet. Oh, let's go. So I haven't even done the extreme version of it yet, but uh, I, I just like that we're fighting that diamond weapon up on a cloud deck and G Warriors back in a weird way. Say less, say less, say less. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Thank you, Ben. All right, let's move on to the topics. All right, let's kick things off with the Nintendo indie event from this week. They've dropped the they've dropped Nindies. Why have they done that? Like that was such a perfect title for it. They don't call it they don't call it Nindies anymore. They call it Nintendo Indie World. Um, No, I like Nindies, man. Same. That was cute. I like Nindies nuts. (laughs) (laughs) Let's fucking go! I can't believe it. Oh, I love. (laughs) mm, There's nothing I love more than a good these nuts. Oh my, I love these nuts. (laughs) Absolutely love these nuts. 
<laughs> I can't believe you fell for that. I'll fall into these nuts anytime. Oh my say, god! Say less. It was good though. How do I? How do I segue? <laughs> Next topic. Anyway, I thought it was a really fun showing. Uh, what were your all? Um, trying desperately. What were your highlights from the show, Michael? That go. joke. Um, that joke. Uh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me uh, pull up real quick. There is uh, two things I want to shout out. Uh, first is um, shit, 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 shit. Hold up, hold up. Route ninety six. No, uh, oh, Errol Knight's yeah. uh, Never Yield. Okay. I want to shout that out. Uh, so Errol Knight, I've uh, uh, been uh, keeping up with him on Twitter. Uh, game's coming to Switch. You should check that out. It's like a side-scrolling uh, runner. Uh, art style and music is incredible. So uh, y'all get your hands on that. That's coming May 19th. Uh, so shouts out to Errol Knight. And the second one is uh, Chris Tales, uh, which is going to release on July 20th. I've, I've been hearing a lot about this from uh, like Jordan. So shouts out to Jordan Romay. Uh, but it, it's like a uh, it's JRPG influenced and that art style and like the kind of the the visuals and the mechanics kind of coalesce in a really interesting way. Looks incredible. You know the vibes with me. If it, if it's JRPG RPG inspired, I'll 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 at least give it uh, the time of day. So definitely check that out. Um, been hearing a lot about it, so it's not necessarily new. But it's like, oh shit, we're gonna. It's this is thing is actually coming, so definitely uh, peep that. If if you're into like the same bullshit as me, shit, you know, it's like the that Venn diagram is a circle. So let's get it. <laughs> See, Greg, Greg thought it was funny Greg too. Loved Greg loved it too. Was like, Greg loved it too. Ben, what about you? Um, I like that somehow we managed to get a new Ali Ali and an Oxenfree announced in the yes. same day. Yes. Yeah. Hey. Um, that's good for the joke, but also because I'm excited for both of those video games. Uh, mm. and I, I just like, never anticipated seeing Oxenfree 2. Yeah, right? I just never even considered it. Uh, b- besides those, I'm uh, the like random three seconds of a House of the Dead remake that they decided to just throw in like their montage. <laughs> yeah. Without saying anything. It's like, oh, House of yeah. Dead remake. Yeah. By the way, here it the is. Fuck? Also, House of the Dead's in indie now, I guess. Yeah, yeah. wait, who's making it? That's what I'm trying to figure out. I just know I, I processed the trailer, it. but I'm like, that's... Uh, House of these Nuts. Hey! Being published by Forever Entertainment. Huh. Oh, interesting. Who? Who? Uh, I'm going to do Google. Who are Forever Entertainment? Uh, leading publisher of video games for Nintendo Switch. They did the Panzer Dragoon remake. Oh, of uh, the Panzer Dragoon. What else we got? What else we got? Uh, Assault of Metaltron, Virus the Outbreak, Green uh, Man. Time for that. Ultimate, Ultimate Fishing Simulator. That's the uh, ticket. What did you say? El-, El Shaddai? No, no, no. Yeah, Ascension of Metatron. Assault. On oh, Metatron. I thought. I thought like, oh, they what? I don't Metaltron. Know they made El Shaddai. Ah, uh, yeah, Panzer Dragoon, Tennis Open 2020. Mm, I yeah. think they, I think these guys just like. They're all over the shop, yeah. yeah. You know what? Take work where you can get it, man. Shouts yeah. out to them. You know what I'm saying? But no, I yeah, couldn't believe that there was gonna like just House of the Dead was back. Yeah, just out of nowhere. Bring back Typing of the Dead. Ooh, Typing of the Dead Overkill is yeah, pretty good. If yep. you get that shit on Switch where you gotta like use the, the keypad or like the, the virtual <laughs> keypad for it, yo. Wasn't that that should be that should be trash. Recently someone's <laughs> Yeah, so what? they put all the Yahoo answers as things you could type out in. That was it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, 
I think that game also McElroy Brothers playthrough. Yeah, I, th- I think that game still holds the like Guinness World Record for most f bombs dropped in a video game. Hell yeah! <laughs> Playhouse did it overkill. If you get the chance, yeah, it's good. It's good. Wow. Damn. Also, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Revenge. TMNT. It looks good. I'm surprised. Continue to be surprised. I'll still treat it with a level of suspicion because it's licensed and. But it's from, you know, the Streets of Rage 4 team. Dot Mew, yeah. Um, They've been on point. They've been on point with their stuff, man. And then uh, Oli Oli is... Oli Oli World. I love the Oli Oli games. I'm uh, shit at them. I'm I'm shit at them as well. But they they have a vibe. And it looks like they really want to nail that vibe with this. The art style I'm kind of into, it reminds me of Scribblenauts for some reason but that's what I, li- I like the way it looks it kind of looks <laughs> scrabble, scrabble. it also looks like you know you get these artists on twitter that draw really cute things yeah. it looks like someone found every one of those who's like ever made a like fan pokemon character i've been like you're doing our art now um i thought you were gonna say it's like so someone good. found yeah. all of them and put it into an ai put it in, i mean it doesn't it, it it does look like that but yeah um road 96 looks really cool as well I... this dude in this dude in the trailer video looked like zach ryan which guy <laughs> in ollie ollie world yeah, if you watch the trailer, oh, it was like the, the fr- some. He looks who... like Poco. He looks like oh, a Pokemon yeah. trainer. Wait, what? Give me, give me John times. Ribbons. Give me a time. Uh, what? One second. Oh, you're talking, you're talking about the studio founder. Oh, that's him. Yeah, you're talking about the studio founder. He, he doesn't really. He looks a little. Uh, he well, looks more like um, thingy he looks like, from Lost. Yes, exactly from Lost. Uh, <laughs> you you put a white man in a jean jacket with a good beard. That's Zach Ryan. I was gonna say it. <laughs> Shout out to him. <laughs> Shout out to him. Uh, yeah, I see it, but I don't think Zach would wear like the. Is that I can't tell if that's a, a denim jacket or one with cuff arms. I don't think uh, he would wear the cuff arms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no. yeah, but those those games look good, and Zach Ryan looks good. So, ooh, big facts. Uh, no lies detected. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say he listens to. This. I was about to say I'll pass. I'll pass on your kind words, but he listens. Hey. To this. The, the other day, like I sent him a Godzilla thing, and he was like, "Yeah, I saw this on Instagram," and I was like, "Yeah, thanks for fucking sending it to me, then." <laughs> Dang, hey, my DMs are open. Holla at me, boy. <laughs> wow, just because, just because I'm going away for a little bit, Michael. Oh damn! Whoa, 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 hey, whoa, 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 hey, whoa, 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 hey, 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 hey. <laughs> relax. Uh, All right, but yeah, Nindy's, Nindy, Nindy's, Nindy's nuts. Nindy's nuts. Route ninety six looks so good. Ah, uh, miss Jake. <laughs> We can, play, we can play games with Jake. I talked to yeah. Jake just today. Just moments ago. Just moments ago. Uh, no, I'm I'm super down for Road 96. Like yeah. it looks super cool and like procedurally generated story. I've seen procedurally mm. generated levels, but I am very interested to see how that manages to keep together because that just sounds narratively like an absolute nightmare to try and plan yeah. for <laughs> like yeah. you know the picture of charlie day from it's always sunny in front of the board <laughs> um that's already what i can picture writing that game must be like but an, an entire development cycle entire game. <laughs> yeah great work nindies uh one more i want to give one more shout out yeah. at least uh to um what's it called uh aztec forgotten gods oh, yeah. shouts out to mm-hmm. uh you know mexican developers you know what i'm saying so I mean, I'm Filipino, but, you know, everyone thinks I'm Mexican, which is cool. Lot, people lot think of, I'm of, Mexican as well. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of, back home, a lot of people pull up to me and start speaking Spanish. I'm like, damn, I feel like I disappointed my aunties and uncles because I don't speak Spanish. But you know what? I want to see that. I want to see what that turns out to be. I'll be happy to support it. So, um, yeah, shouts out to, uh, what is it? Uh, Ciro Lienzo 
for Aztec Forgotten Gods revealed at the Nindies mm. event uh, that happened today or this week, depending on when yeah. you listen to it. And for the same reason, shout out to Annapurna's Last Stop, which is Ooh, yeah. um, oh, game yeah. about some some randos in London that meet. What? Oh, like, yeah, yeah, that's what that is. Three strangers in London whose lives collide hey. and become yeah. intertwined. Shouts out to Jeff Legaspi, my boy, at Annapurna. Mm. Hook us up. Oh, yeah. I'm so excited for 12 minutes. Not a good. Stray. They've got, yeah, they've got some good real game. good shit coming out. Mm-hmm. Good work. Do you talk about this Persona mobile game? Mm. Yeah, sure. I, I like. I don't know why I just forgot that it was happening. But it's getting Pro- an official licensed mobile spinoff. That's yeah. fucking wild to me. Yeah. So it's like, like, yeah, it's got like big approach with caution energy to it though. Like, what would you say? Oh, said, approach of caution. I, I, yeah, I've got like big approach, approach of caution energy. Yeah. So I'm like, uh, what are you what are you gonna do here? What are you making here? Does Does anyone know what we're getting into with this? Like, uh, not a fighting what, game. What what, what? 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 Yeah, we'll we'll get there. <laughs> I think. I hope. Hopefully. I but like, what? Do y'all know anything about like what? What is what is this? Like, we saw the no. trailer and this, that should look dope. But there's no beyond that. There's, there's hacking. Okay. I'm looking. No I'm looking. At, I'm watching Shouts the trailer. Shouts to There's, there's danger. The the thing about this is, it's got huge. Like we created a game, and now we're gonna put a persona license on top of it. Like energy to me. Like uh, uh, it doesn't look or feel immediately like a persona game. There's nothing in it that I look at and go, yeah, that is Persona. I know Persona, and that is Persona. It's there's just, Shibuya. It, yeah, I guess. So, there's. Music that kind of sounds like it would be in a I feel like this. There's a bit where you come out of um, Iwai's shop. Like you could tell me this is a new dot hack game, and I'd be like, "Yeah, I see it." Oh, yo, she has a dot hack though. Yeah, or like anything. You could be like, "This is a new Isomnium Files." Which I'd love to get. I get it. Yeah, Ben. Yo, Isomnium Files. Shouts out. But yeah, yo. Now that you mention it, Tam, like, yeah, hello looks like that. Yeah, exactly. And that's not like there's there's no distinct persona to it right now. Hang on, hang on. So I'm looking at the YouTube comments. So not only do you go by the the airsoft shop, but there's one person soon. Who said, um, blah, blah, blah. in case anyone's interested on the official site, art of the main character shows her wearing a Kosai High uniform, aka the same school that <gasps> Hifumi Yusuke. and Yusuke go to. Wow. Huh, interesting. Okay. So, wow, shit. Yo, if, girl, if, it, if, girl, if, if Hifumi is going to be in it then. If, if this, has, if this does have narrative implications, oh shit. <laughs> also, the character design is, that, that character that they're talking about, that design is yeah. real nice. Yeah. You're kind of into it. Uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm excited for it. Approach with caution, energy though. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean yeah. Uh, so speaking of approach with caution, energy, Resident Evil Village. <laughs> 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 so there will be by the time people are listening to this, the showcase will have happened, and the big news will be there is a demo, and you probably looked at it and went, "This is the most confusing shit ever." Um, so that. There's a demo. You will be able to play it on whatever console you have at some point in the future. And you will probably have a good time. That's all we can say about that. Because I've written it down many times and the details of it are very confusing. Uh, but you can check out game gamespot.com for more information about when you can download that demo. The reason it's confusing is because there's multiple demos. 
they're available to early access to some people and not to others. There's different timing for different regions. And then there's time limits on how long you can each play you can play each demo for. So it's just it's just a lot. It's again Charlie Day standing in front of his yes. his his thing. Um, I was just gonna say. Yeah, it's very confusing. The other news that is big from it is, I know Ben's going to be excited about this, Mercenaries is back. Yeah! Um, interesting new stuff this time is, uh, it's got the same arcade feel. Um, now you can down, uh, download, you can uh, equip abilities and upgrades Ooh. to yourself um, to give you more of an edge. And this can be like, oh, I can uh, run faster or I do more damage. Um, and there's also an upgrade system within you know, in between runs where you could be like, oh, I'm going to improve my gun for the next mission, etc. Sounds et like a bit of an expansion on RE6's stuff. Yeah, exactly. But fundamentally still the same kind of like time attack, kill zombies, you know, add more time to your counter, keep going as long as possible. Um, so that's exciting. Hell yeah. Uh, the, the Resident Evil Netflix series got an update, Infinite Darkness, and uh, it continues to be about Leon protecting the president from zombies who are invading the White House, which is... Okay. <laughs> cool. <laughs> okay. Uh, the, the president is uh, Ashley's dad, um, which is... Leon. Okay, cool. Leon. Leon! I'd just be like, your daughter just spent so much time in a trash can, you have no idea. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's happening. Claire's there as well. And then and the Claire other, was there too. Uh, and Claire is there too. Uh, everyone looks weird. Their faces look odd. Um, uh, Dead by Daylight crossover. They did the most annoying thing that you can do in 2021 by... They appeared on the stream to announce they're having a crossover with Dead by Daylight, but didn't announce any details. They instead plugged the Dead by Daylight stream where more details would be announced. Wonderful. And if you're doing that shit, absolutely behave yourself. Don't get that crossover Stop. <laughs> Like, do not, do not do that shit. No one... Uh-huh. No one like, oh, I hate it so much. I hate it so much. Because um, my interest in it is like a threadbearer, right? As it is. Um, hey, you know there 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 are a lot of DVD stands out there. So yeah, I, I yeah, but like I'm I'm even I was interested in it. I was like, oh cool, I'm excited to see what this is. And they were like, tune in. I was like, no. Nah, you, you literally took me on <laughs> the ride where I was like, oh, is it gonna be like <laughs> yeah. Nemesis or like Jill getting put into the game? And you're like, but they didn't tell anything. I yeah, fell off instantly. A, yeah, it, that's that's the problem. Um, and then Resident <laughs> Evil Four. Hello. You know it. Yeah. You love it. Yeah. It's coming back. Everyone has been excited for a remake. You ain't form. getting that shit. shit. You're not getting it. Instead, you're getting a version of the game for Oculus Quest 2, which, to be fair, looks like they're putting in the work. It looks like they're adapting that game to make it more immersive and interesting for Oculus Quest. It looks like some they went, Half-Life Alex is pretty cool. What could we do that with? And someone at Capcom went, this is a platform that Resident Evil 4 doesn't exist on. How about you do with this? <laughs> uh, and I believe the co-development studio is Armature Studios, which is the studio, if I'm remembering correctly, that came out of um, the team behind Metroid Prime. Uh, Hell yeah. So they, they made Batman Arkham Assault on Blackgate. Oh, okay. And then, and then they... Yeah, and then they worked. I think they also worked with Keiji Inafune on Recall. So their history post. Hang on, uh, hang on, hang on. I remember remember someone who uh, Uh, reviewed that one. Recall. Hey, shouts out to shouts out to Recall. 
No, no. no. I, remember, I, remember, yeah, no. I, remember, I remember reading the re- reviews at my old job. I was like, oh, Record looks tight. Yo, Metroid Prime, but like third person, let's get it. And then yeah, uh, I heard some things. And it was a bad time. Oh, you um, did? Oh, shit. Wow. Yeah, I wrote a review for that. Um, Lucia, have you got their, their... I've got their website up. They did, have they... they did the Metal Gear Solid HD collection for the Vita. Oh. oh um, they did, yeah. That's a good point. They've been doing a lot of ports. So they ported Injustice, Unfinished Swan, uh, Borderlands, and Bayonetta and Vanquish to PS4 mm-hmm. and Xbox One. Good team. Known, known for their ports. Original titles, perhaps not, so, not as great, but like... Uh, they have a pedigree to them, so it's clear they're putting in the work to do make they, this thing. Do they have VR experience, Lucy? Uh, Did you see anything VR in there? I'm not question. familiar. Not so, that I can see. Let me okay. look. Uh, the, they had like Oculus Studio folks um, on the uh, stream being like, we're here. We're going to help okay. this. We're going to push oh, this through. Wait, wait, wait. Yes, they, have, they created Fail Factory, original virtual reality IP. Um, okay. They developed that one. Their website kind of cuts off the stuff, but they did Sports Scramble. Uh, yeah, their website like cuts off the um, the platforms of the listings. Hmm. But yeah, they've got a couple. They've got a couple. But yeah, so that's the other big thing, and then that's pretty much it. Um, there are some smaller stories about it. Um, they showed off a new trailer and they showed off gameplay, which you can see on Gamespot.com. But yeah, um, Resident Evil Village looking very much like a Resident Evil spiritual successor, or even like, you know, a, a follow-on to some in some extents. Uh, but yeah, I'm excited to play that game very, mm-hmm. very much. Me too. And it's and it's various demos. And it's too many demos. different times for different periods of time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> at, at one point, I hope it stays in the final version of the presentation that they show. The one of the developers says, "We've made the." They basically explained that the reason you have an eight-hour window to play these demos is because it's Resident Evil Eight. And I was like, "Why? Why did you do that? We have inconvenienced <laughs> you for banter, everyone." <laughs> it's like, all right, mate, chill. <laughs> All right, let's move on to listener questions. If you have a question for the podcast, make sure to email it to afterdarkpodcast at redventures.com or hit up one of us to get yourself into the GameSpot Discord. All the questions this week are from the GameSpot Discord. It is a lovely, fun place to hang out where everyone is just like super nice and Mm -hmm. it's just a really nice place to hang out. So make sure to join... um, hit us up if you want to get in ben do you want to read this first question from kevin yeah so kevin uh, kevin asks uh was there a time from your childhood that you didn't realize how good you had it as a gamer uh my my scrolling won't work so i can't read the second part of the question what happened there oh no you like moved some text around yeah. as well somehow. I was panicking trying to get my 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 sheet to show me the rest of the question, and I appeared to have drifted the entire thing away. Uh, it, I can't I can't read the rest of it. Okay, uh, I, 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 I want to answer this question first because Kevin's, hit, Kevin's hitting it right here. Kevin is like fucking on point with this question right read now. Read the rest of the question then. Mike. Okay, so the rest of the question says. Uh, uh, there was a time in childhood you didn't realize you had it, how good you had it as a gamer. My introduction to RPGs was an amazing summer playing Mario RPG, oh. Final Fantasy VI, oh. and Chrono Trigger. 
And I'm still chasing the high, Kevin says. And I, w- I wanted to read it because that was the exact fucking three games that taught me how to read and brought me up as a quote-unquote gamer. Yo, Kevin, holla at your boy. Because yeah. holy fuck. Yo, I was, I was yo, in an advanced reading classes through all of elementary school and middle school. You know why? Because I played those three games. And Final Fantasy IV, you can add that to, uh, to, the, to the list as well. Because holy shit. And like ever since then, I've been chasing that high. I kind of got it with Deus Ex, the original, when I finally got around to it. A little bit with uh, Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. 2017 was the first time that I felt like I had hit that same kind of peak. Because that was when I played uh yakuza zero i played persona 5 and i played near automata so another trifecta right there i'm like holy shit this recontextualizes what i think games can be uh, and what games mean to me so holy shit and then again uh, i think last year in 2020 uh with yakuza like a dragon persona 5 royal and um and then like also with uh, final fantasy 14 with Shadowbringers, like i think my time at GameSpot had been defined by those series and those games uh, in many ways, near Yakuza, Persona, and Final Fantasy fourteen in particular. And it's like a new peak. It's a new high. It's a new paradigm for me, uh, especially when it comes to uh, RPGs. And like now, that's that's the only thing I want to play. I only want to play games that hit those same highs, which is what I was talking about earlier when I need to be very deliberate about how I spend my time playing games because these are big time investments. And I better fucking be sure that, that, that them shits is on point. So, oh my God. Yo, Kevin. Oh! let's fucking go baby i think the the thing that it kind of uh highlights and is the same thing where i basically played those games in the exact same fashion in a row as well um and like a bunch of others like i had long stretches of playing rpgs the the high i'm chasing that i'll never get i don't think any of us will get is the the amount of time you had it as a as a as a youngster where you could play that many rpgs back to back and just do it now it's like we have to play two or three hours here and there so i the, the high i'm chasing is like the high i'm very, chasing it, the high i'm right chasing. here dog. Oh, hey. i'm right here the high i'm the high i'm chasing i'm high i'm chasing always man um <laughs> oh. but like it's attainable it's just i know i i feel that way when i sit down on a weekend every now and then i'm like sink like five six hours into a game when i'm done i feel like yeah mm-hmm. we're still like i'm still a gamer i still got it still mm-hmm. a gamer but like still got um, it yeah still got it and like the same thing happens when we have like a long overwatch session or something yeah. like that i come off and i'm like yeah i feel like i've done like gamer pump you know how <laughs> like yeah you know you know uh, uh gym rats go into a gym yeah. and they do a, i do a quick couple of sets and they're like yeah you, just feel, you literally feel yeah. swole yeah yeah that's Ooh, how that it was is. good swole thumbs but yeah that's, i do i do Pretty swolesome. i do realize and now that we had it good when we were younger, where we just could just sit down and play these games for like hours and hours and hours and then not think about any responsibilities or feel our body slowly like crumbling beneath us. Yeah. Mine maybe isn't from when I was a kid, although like I do have amazing memories of just playing through like all the Crash Bandicoot games with my sister and just enjoying that time together, like passing the controller and, you know, not being playing games in an age pre-internet where all you had was time and effort and you'd keep throwing yourself at the same problem and like doing that over and over again. The one, the summer that I'm chasing is the summer of 2010 when, so that was at university at the time and university summers are way longer than even school summers. It was like two and a half months off. And in my summer of 2010, I did Red Dead Redemption, then Bioshock, then Mass Effect 1, then Mass Effect 2. 
Ooh. That was Ooh. a lovely time. Damn. That was legends really after good. legends. That was so nice. And then I had to go back to uni. Uh, I hate to see it. Ben, what about you? What what high are you chasing? It I I actually like I've 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 been so hardcore in playing games like literally my entire life that it's it's hard to pick like one specific point. Uh but I guess maybe back when I was at like the the height of my time playing World of Warcraft before it got like it was a turbulent time. It went up and down a lot. There were some good times and some bad times, but the the height of when I was I was in like my guild and I was I was part of like a 40 man raiding team and I because I was still kind of like young and they they recognized me and they're like, hey, you're here all the time and you know what you're doing. Be an assistant leader and help like bring new people in. I was like, I'm too young to be leading people. This isn't right. This isn't what it is. But it it was cool to have that time and kind of be able to give it that much dedication to kind of help lead like a group of 40 people through a giant raid in a video game that I've never met before. And I think about that a lot. And I, Ziv, Ziv is a different type of MMO experience, but I don't know if it'll ever kind of touch that, at least for raiding that weird thing. But I, it, it was such a weird deal and I loved it. Hell yeah. Oh. Tam, do you want to read this next one? I do. This comes from just a box. The only video games based on books I can think of without a movie intermediary are the Witcher games. Metro. Most video games... Alright, let me finish Metro, the question first. No. Uh, most video games that aren't an original IP seem, uh, seem to come from movies. Are there any books or series that you think would adapt well into video games? I feel like you could do some cool work with Sanderson stuff, especially Stormlight Archives. I've been reading this book by uh, Brandon Sanderson called Elantris. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that, no, like I was genuinely spooked when, because uh, I put a call out for questions and Just a Box put this in today and I was like, oh, that's weird. That's suspicious because I'm just reading it. Um, but yeah, literally the only ones I can think of that came from books are The Witcher and Metro. And I know that because... I interviewed the author of the Metro books and that was a time. Like he was a very nice Ooh. guy, but he's very, very uh, sunglasses on in a darkened room, quite intense Ooh. about his books type he's deal. Like, I, 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 I write stories about being in tunnels because all I see is darkness. <laughs> like, oh, all right. Shit, man. The games are fire. The books are fire. So, all right. Keep no, doing you. Not far off. Um, <laughs> any books or series that would adapt well into video games? Dude, the Mandalorian. I know it's not a book, yeah. but the Mandalorian is. Ooh, a, that's Mando. A video game. I don't know. I, I read a lot of. I mostly read nonfiction, so I don't really. I can't really think. I get. My, I get my. I get my fiction fix from video games. I don't know how to yeah. read. I'll say. I can't read. Yeah, reading stuff, yo, stuff in the streets. Um. um say Oral Bros. You could turn that into a video game. It's called Judgment. <laughs> there you go. I was gonna say, like I. It's it's weird playing uh, God of War after reading Neil Gaiman's um, Norse mythology. Norse mythology, yeah, yeah. Uh, because I think Norse mythology is so ripe for taking those stories and turning them into other things. And so I think God of War does a really good job. I wouldn't say they like took necessarily from Gaiman, but it's like there's a lot of stuff to explore within that realm. Um, if we're if we're talking about series. 
turn uh, all the best anime into not arena fighters. Yeah, check out yeah. the check out the article on GameSpot.com <laughs> by one Tamar Hussein who talks about why anime should not be adapted to arena fighters because we've had enough of it. Sucks. Stop doing that shit for real though. Give, give me give me a Demon Slayer Demon Slayer by Platinum Games. Just Let's give everything it. to Arxis. Just make Arxis do their two D three D thing for everything. Them too. Hell yeah. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Give me. Uh, is it wrong to pick up girls in a dungeon by I don't know Atlas because they uh, they can be wild problematic. You know what I'm saying. True. <laughs> can be. Says 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 the man with persona tattoos. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, all right, Michael, do you want to read this? Uh, yes, I, I will take this uh, final one because Carbon, it is from Carbon. A, uh, someone very, very uh, in the, uh, the, the GameSpot After Dark community and uh, um, uh, I think someone who's been very, very supportive uh, of me in particular, but also they're just, uh, they're just great. Um, so Carbon asks... What is a game that you liked mostly because it made you laugh? For me, it's Battle Block Theater. The narration in that game makes me crack up every time. And P.S. right here. Very, very sweet message. Aw, Carmen, thank you so much. I really appreciate this. Also wanted to thank Michael for getting me into Vocaloid and Persona. Shouts out to Carvin. Oh my, yo, I, yo, let me take over an episode of GameSpot After Dark and I will spend two motherfucking hours talking about Vocaloid. And then I'll do it. We've already, we've already done like five hours worth of Persona content on GameSpot After Dark in the past month. Bring more. Run it back. Bring more. Run it back. It's never enough. Run it back. So, Carbon, thank you so much. Uh, I really appreciate that. Warms my heart, like legit, like real talk. That warms my heart because, um, you know, those things mean a lot to me. And like, if I can share that into the world and it, like it clicks with someone else, like I, I forgot who, if you're listening to this and you approached me at PAX West 2019 and pulled up and said, yo, I've been to Vocaloid because I saw your tweets about it. And now I'm like hella into it. I forgot. I'm, my bad. I forgot who that was. But like, if you're listening to this, holla at your boy. Because damn, that means a lot. It really, really does. So thank you. Thank you, Carbon. Uh, but um, I guess I'll start uh, by answering this question. Uh, Jazz Punk. I thought jazz punk was incredible. Jazz punk doesn't necessarily have laugh out loud moments, but every time I'm just like, I was just in a in, I was in such a giddy mood, and then they hit the like that game hits you so frequently with like giggles. It's a very giggly game, uh, but also like jazz punk just has an incredible soundtrack aesthetic and the way. Uh, so shout out to Louis Hernandez who who, who made that game. Uh, and uh, yeah, if y'all haven't checked out Jazz Punk, it is it is the most. I wouldn't say it's obscure. It's extremely different. And there's something about the the art style and that low poly kind of aesthetic that really really hits. Um, shit, Jazz Punk <sighs> ain't nothing like it. I've never played that one. What? I know. It was 2014. 2014 was so dry. 2014 was so fucking dry. Jazz Punk was the game of the year. Straight up. Wait, what did we give game of the year in 2014? Uh, Shadow Shadow. There's not very many chuckles to be found in Shadow Transistor came out in 2014. I was like, okay, it's Transistor or it's Jazz Punk. And then Tolkien swept in. Swooped in and stole the game of the year from us. I hate hate to see it. Well, Shadow Shadow Mordor is pretty good. It was a good game. Uh, funny games. Uh, so I'm definitely shouting this one out because it just dropped on Switch today. Uh, came out on PC last summer. I think it's on phone. Uh, it's on iOS too. But uh, there is no game wrong direction. 
no, there is no game. Wrong. Dimension is amazing and the funniest game I've ever played. It is basically a game that takes the piss out of other games and is very, very self-aware and you're basically... I don't know, like you're, you're a player trying to play the game, but the game itself is trying to stop you from playing it. And Wait, what is this again? It's, uh, there is no game, wrong, wrong, direc- wrong dimension. God. Okay. Um, but it's on One Switch. Direction. One direction. Um, wow. But no, it's basically like, so for example, it kind of takes the piss out of um, adventure games in a way. And then there's a there's a part where you're kind of in an adventure game. You're just trying to progress through but then you can turn the TV around and you see the back of the game and the different sets and you can like pull on levers and different scenes come in and that's how you progress through the level and you basically break it to progress. It's very, very difficult to explain. I'm probably doing a terrible job of it. But you have this narrator, which is the the program, the game itself, who's like, no, user, leave me. I am not a game. Leave Like telling you the whole time, trying not to play it. It's very, very, very funny. Like genuinely laugh out loud moments and dropped on Switch. It was in the Nindies uh, event. Please, please play it. I like it. That's what's up. I'll go next. I like funny games. I like things with jokes. Uh, There are a lot actually that I I really like. Grim Fandango. Uh, Y'all let me build up to it first. <laughs> oh my bad, my bad. I was like, oh, I know. Every time I see, I was going like, like, oh, like a bunch Benz. of cool mini shots. Like, man, Stanley Parable makes me laugh all the time. Uh, I like that one. Stanley Saints Parable, Row, yes, that's got some pretty okay jokes in there. Sometimes a lot of good sing-alongs, but also just Grim Fandango. Uh, I like Grim Fandango. You know me too well, and that's what I love about it. I do. I really do. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Grim Fandango is a game that makes me feel emotions, uh, good and 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 sad, good. Uh, none of them bad. Uh, but just the 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 way that that thing is written and the jokes that are just constantly throughout through like the dialogue choices or random things you can interact with that game that game shaped me a lot growing up and mm-hmm. i i can't recommend that adventure game enough to anyone it's just it it's it's so good i love manny calavera and all of his friends and his this mechanic demon pal who's got only one purpose is to fix Aww. cars. Manny, Manny Cavarella, the host of the Giant Beast Yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's the first the first thing they did right there. <laughs> but. I don't go and think of a game that like genuinely made me laugh. I remember being amused by or like really liking the vibe of a bunch of games like Grim Fandango and Psychonauts. A lot of Tim Schafer, like Double Fine games, Portal, like that kind of stuff, but this is a game that like truly made me like laugh out loud. This is hilarious video game. I think Yakuza Like a Dragon did that to me, yeah. but it doesn't really yeah. fit the question because they're, they're it's like absurd. you like most. Yeah. yeah, but it's like mostly you like it mostly because it made you laugh. I like that game across the board, but holy shit, that was one of the funniest games I ever yeah. played. Yeah, Yakuza, Yakuza Like a Dragon Zero. All of the Yakuza games basically they have like a, a humor to them that is like distinct and unique. So I guess that does count. I also think Carbon's suggestion of Battle Block Theater is also fantastic. Uh, yeah. Uh, off that narration alone, it I'll, I'll listen to that intro of that game every time I boot it up. So I just love hearing it. To me, also, GTA San Andreas is funny as fuck because GTA San Andreas is like basically where I grew up. 
And that entire game, I was playing with my homies, and we we're like, "Holy shit, this is us at school." Um, I, like it was it it was, that's the basically where I grew up in. Like the, in that entire game was like, "Holy fuck!" Like I f- we feel so seen <laughs> right <laughs> I, I, now. <laughs> I take it back. There's two GTAs has reminded me. Chatterbox FM um, uh-huh. on I think that's GTA three with I think Laszlo. That's G- yeah, oh, uh, Laszlo, yeah, yeah, I was just going to yeah. say, like, yo. Yeah, and then there's I, there's one which is the the uh, the one that Fernando does in Vice City. Uh, oh, um, yeah, yeah. I can't remember what, what the name of the radio station like was, but, like, those two chat shows. Yeah, something yeah. like that. Those two chat shows, I remember making me laugh quite a bit. Um, this yeah. is bringing me back. If anyone is listening to this and played Triple, Bla- Triple, Pla- Triple Play Baseball on the PlayStation 1, you played i think it's triple play 98 or 97 or something they did their own like in universe advertisements it's like a legit baseball game but they did their in own in universe advertisements and that shit was mad funny when i was like eight or nine years old i was gonna say i wonder how much stuff that i thought was funny as a kid just absolutely hasn't translated to me being an adult <laughs> i bet that's how i would feel if i replayed gta san andreas like yo it's just wild problematic all right that's it for episode 89 of GameSpot after dark thank you so much everyone for listening and thank you michael ben and tam for joining me michael what are you up to this week where can people find you Ooh, this week uh, a lot of final fantasy 14 coverage um star Warlight, near raid uh, 5.5 msq uh ps5 beta impressions uh also um a bunch of other things next hey i I can't necessarily talk about what's popping next week but next week is motherfucking popping for me yo this this week and next week is just like a thousand percent my bullshit so if you're into my if you're into the same shit i'm into oh boy gamespot.com got you covered but uh, yo i'm i'm trying my best i'm only one man so (laughs) uh but yeah a lot of exciting stuff this is a very exciting time for me but it's also a lot of motherfucking work um so uh, keep your eyes peeled for that and you can find me and all of my bullshit at michael p heim on twitter and you can bet your ass that i'm gonna be talking about all this stuff and damn holla at your boy ben what about you uh probably just publishing uh, a ridiculous amount of videos and uh playing ziv i still start up or i'm still trying to choose what my next big game i'm gonna play through it is and i think thinking i might jump into final fantasy 15 and hearing a lot of people tell me i should Ooh. do it oh uh, boys road trip uh, have you never played? Did you never play when it first came out? No, so I I'm still on oh. my Final Fantasy journey of discovery, where I'm playing through mm-hmm. anyone that anyone <laughs> no. suggests to me. Uh, I think I think yeah, you'll I, like fifteen's fifteen's a lot. I've time. heard a lot of people say that it it's one that lines up with things that I would like, and also it'll probably mess me up because of quarantine. Ah, uh, uh, yeah. See, that's that's F- the reaction. 15, so now I know that that's it. People people have legit criticisms with fifteen. But when when it's all said and done, I look back at fifteen, but like that was that yeah. was good. Like I yeah, that, I look back at good. fifteen as like that was a fun road trip with my boys. With the motherfucking with boys. The boys. Uh, yeah. Uh, but also yeah. I did notice they just put all the movies back on I think King's Glaive is back on Netflix oh. too. So yeah. you could do the whole thing. Zach did this I think last year or the year before. He did the whole thing. Ooh. Like watched all the surrounding Real yeah. quick, Ben? If you play it, think of think of it as you're Noctis. Uh, I'm Gladiolus. Um, uh, Matt Espinelli is is Ignis, and uh, Jean Lucas. Okay, Prompto. all right, there I'm gonna do go. it. Sounds like a good road trip to me. <laughs> Final Fantasy 15 Crime Boys. Let's uh, go. I I like I like all of that. So I'm thinking I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna hit hit Final Fantasy 15. 
and uh, try not to cry. Uh, but that's that's yeah, it's not going to happen. Uh, <laughs> You're definitely. But cry. if you want to keep up on all sorts of all the dumb stuff I do, or just see me spam pictures of my stupid character in Ziv, you can find me on Twitter.com <laughs> at Ben Janka. I'm so sorry in advance. <laughs> Tom, what about you? Uh, I'm on Twitter at Tomorrow Hates, just doing stuff there, you know, just typing, typing things into the internet, and that's it. Typing tweets. That's what I do. Typing tweets. That's what I fire, do. Fire tweets. Very though. good tweets. Yo, the, the everyone needs to check out Tam's Ramadan thread. That's that fucking, was that's very good. Prime content. Mm. Uh, I'm on Twitter at Lucy James Games. I'm uh, I worked on a Mass Effect video with Jordan that's coming up on Sunday. So Jordan did a really great script about the first contact war, which is some hot Mass Effect lore that basically explains. It's weird because it's barely mentioned really within the context of the games, but it actually sets up like just why everyone hates humanity at the beginning of mm. Mass Effect very, very well. And so Jordan did this really great script and I edited it. Uh, that's going up on Sunday. Ooh. And then other than that, uh, talked about it a little bit, but I'm going back to the UK for a little bit. Uh, so is Tam. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. that's my big thing. Just like a little round trip, see some family, see friends, uh, get my visa renewed. Um but it's, uh, and also like I'm moving out of this place, so it's a lot oh. in one. I oh, know, end of end of an era, end of an era. End of the yeah, you're gonna miss. You, oh, you're gonna miss Porty. I am that little. I mean, bean. I mean, he might not remember. Greg, me. Greg and Jen are cool, but like, let's keep it real. <laughs> no, I'm gonna miss more because it's been so much fun to live here and just like hang out with all of them. But like, it's kind of like a great timing because our lease is up and i i've got to go back to the uk and so honestly i'm just having a nice time just organizing through all my stuff and getting rid of things i don't need and donating a lot and um yeah i like doing a big clear out so that's what i'm doing um but thank you everyone for listening we'll be back again next week have a great one peace please live